Good evening and welcome to Tracks here on... Um, well, hold on. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to talk to you, Noel, about something. Where, where are you coming from? Where's your voice? You're oh, not... where, I'm not in front of you. Yeah, this is strange. This, this, this is a new experience for the um, for Owen and Noel here. We're, we're doing a... I suppose it's, you could call it a podcast. Yeah. Because we're not in the same room. No, no, we're not on the we're not on the phone. We're actually doing this via yeah audio device conference kind conference. of conference. Yeah. That's probably not what it probably not what it was cre- it was created for. But um, no, yeah, we're kind of appropriating it. If that's the right word. So to put this in historical context, it is April, twenty twenty, and mm. we're in the middle of um, a gigantic. State lockdown lockdown state of affairs so we are being forced out of the studio and into our own homes where we yeah. have decided to continue the the nonsense mm. and um so uh you're everybody's very welcome to the new the, the new dawn yeah what are we calling the show yeah so that's what we'll, we'll do a slight rebranding right here right now so um, not too much. I think think we'll just go off tracks. You know what I mean? Off track or off tracks? What do you yeah. think? <laughs> Live. I don't know. Does it sound right off tracks, does it? Or does it? No. We'll figure that out. Right, it's so off track, but there might be in, in we'll say off in brackets, track. Okay. And off. then in, in, in per, is it parentials, is it? There's an S. Oh, I see what you see. I wanted to, I was Think and keep the tracks, but you're right. Off track is better. So let's go with that. Dot 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 s or something. We'll see. We'll figure no, that out. No, 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 no. Okay. Something let's just and, let's yeah. just trundle forward. So uh, for our new listeners, um, who don't tune into us on the on the radio, uh, myself and Noel usually play some music and um, sprinkle a bit of chat in between. The, the many many songs that we play but because this is a podcast we will be um not necessarily a podcast because it's not the usual radio show we're going to just uh have a chat tonight and uh yeah dispense with the music gonna catch up and see how, what's going yeah, on yeah it's, it's more of a it's more of a you're all eavesdropping on me and Noel just catching up over the last what happened yeah. since we were since every every radio presenter in um dublin south fm was barred from from entering the studio well with good reason yeah with good reason i have a one little gripe though but i'll I'll get to that in a little while um so no um that's me yeah yeah so this that's noel over there and this is um that's noel simpson and this is owen o'donnell and um, this is noel here in his living room yeah you're in the living room are you yeah i kind of i wasn't going to but i said you know might as well get comfortable it's nice and comfortable, and yeah, and I have, I have a brown fold-up table, and on top of that, I have a the the faux letter three-tier letter tray, which I've turned upside down, so the base of it is supporting my my microphone, which is on a tiny little tripod, and there's a little audio. I don't know what the correct term is over the the microphone, which I got um, last week. I ordered it especially just with anticipation of doing this uh, because the microphone on my laptop is busted. So mm, yeah. So that's um 
Well, I, 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 think good, I think it's a good investment anyway. For I'm me, glad, maybe not for the audience. But, yeah. I'm glad to hear you've set your own little, um, your little, what would you call it? Your own little abbey road there, just set up. Yeah, I'm missing the cans. Where am I? <laughs> I might get some cans. I have cans. I, I've got the cans. And when we say cans, people listen. We're talking about headphones. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not no, the. It's no, not no. the. Um, we're, we're yeah. Still professional. <laughs> um, but now I have. I've got the the cans on. All I'm gone. Why? Flip. Because I can hear your voice uh, clear in my head, with the cans okay. on. Okay. You're not. You're not spitting out at me from the the laptop speaker. It's actually in my right in my ear. Okay, it's interesting because I'm hearing you off my laptop. Ah, do I have a tinny voice? No, no, it sounds good, but it's not coming back through my microphone then, is it? Obviously it isn't when you speak, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it, you're not listening. It, it's, I mean, you're not hearing it. But that's... <laughs> right. So um, the, I suppose the goal of any show is to be entertaining and we always try to try to be entertaining but so doesn't take any effort no but the um the the f the the direction we're going in i think we should we'll, we'll try and keep keep it to one topic every week so we're not we're not just spiraling off in different directions but what happens for people who listen to the the track show on uh, dublin south fm what happens is me and Noel tend to get a little bit sidetracked Oh, maybe is that, that the name of the show? Yeah. Sidetracked. Don't know. Well, we'll <laughs> you can uh, we get the listeners to email in their yeah. thoughts. What should it be called? Tracks939 at gmail.com. First on the agenda is the, the topic this week. Now, what, what do you think the topic should be? I don't know. Go on. Go on. It's you, you set up the invitation, so <laughs> I don't want to. You're the host. Well, I suppose because of the uh, historical time that we're living in, um, everybody's indoors, everybody's got their eyes pinned to the TV. Mm. Um, a lot of people watching a lot of rubbish. So I think we should have, have a, a little discussion on, on good films to watch when you're, when you're in lockdown. All right. Do you want me to do a movie review? Have a good movie. Well, that's there you go. See, we're all we're getting into it already. Because I haven't seen you since March the, I think it's March the first, maybe or March. Yes, because no, I, even before that, I haven't seen you at all in March. March of many weathers. The Ides of oh, March. No, I, no, I, no. Yeah, I I only saw the start of March. I think. Well, I did a show by myself, and that was the last, that was the last ever uh, tracks show that was has been broadcast un- until now. Yeah, carefully you put that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and that's the problem because we, uh, I left the studio. I did an interview with um, Dove Lee that night. Mm. Great, great local musician. People should check her out. Um, D U B H L E E. Um, Edited me little podcast thing, popped it up on Mixcloud and where have you, and did all I had to do. Left the studio, drove home, and I realised I left my hat in Studio One. Oh no! And it's a it's my new cap, my nice grey oh, cap that I got. No. That I bought. So I 
texted the lads in the, in the studio, not texted, emailed them. And um, no, because we did a late shift, so no one's going to pick it up till the next morning. No one replied to me, of course. And then a couple of days later, I said, I'll get it next week. It'll be fine. But then a couple of days later, Shavers. the fan was hit by several. Yeah, what does that teach you? You got to seize the moment. You should have. Should have went and got it then. No, but I couldn't because. Yeah, well, you could have went, you was, went back the next day. What does that teach you in future? As if there's one thing that's going to come out of this lockdown. Don't forget my hat. No, not just that. But yeah, if you have an opportunity to get it then there, do it. Live now. Don't live. Yeah. Next next Wednesday. Yeah. So um. Yeah. So that's that was the the last time. And. Oh. Uh, do you want to know the weird thing? Oh, now's the weird thing. Go on, yeah. Um, we're actually recording this this podcast at the exact time that we'd be doing the show. I know. Like the exact time. Yeah. We started at nine o'clock on the dot. There you go. Although we don't really start at nine o'clock on the dot, do we? We're always bumped a little bit because of um, Alan. Yeah, I wonder how Alan is. He's yeah. still plugging away. He's still <laughs> advertising <laughs> the shows. And I was, he's probably even more prolific. Have to say, Alan, no. what's his surname again? Um, Madigan. We don't go by no, is it? All right, Madigan, is it? Um, does Base Nation on, on Dublin South FM on the mm. air before us? And yeah, he, he's probably still going into the studio. No, no. He probably is. Yeah, Alan does what Alan wants. Mm. So, anyway, uh, you've got some movies. No, well, where are you at the moment? Paint, paint a picture of where you are, do you mind me asking? I'm sitting in the kitchen. Ah. Um, I set myself up, and there's a table over in the corner, but I set myself up kind of over at the cooker. And is this the aga you have? Hmm. The what? Aga, is, it, is that what it's called? Do you have one of them? What's that? It's a kind of, a, it's a kind of an old-fashioned cooker. What are, like a stove? Um, <clears throat> yeah. I wish I'd love to have a stove. Yeah, I, I know. I know you would. <laughs> I'd love an old, an old range. Yeah, I know that. With, with your lanterns outside and all. Yeah, because you have to lift. You have to get to, to throw. Have to, the, you light up with your candle every night. Yeah. Well, you, well, you have to throw the turf in. You have to get the, the kind of little. It's like a little crowbar, and lift mm. lift the, the the hot plate off and drop the turf in, and gently put it back on. Yeah, I'd love an old range. But no, it's the gas. It's a gas cooker. But um, gas so I'm, thing. I'm sitting over here. I, I'm kind of regretting because I'm 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 kind of leaning over talking to you. I, I'm not positioned right because the laptop is on the cooker and I'm sitting down in front of the cooker. <clears throat> Don't ask no, I'm me. Kind of position. I'm positioned right now. I have to say that you're ergonomically correct. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. So I'm well, well able, well able for the show. Well able. So let's um, go on. So it's we're in the middle of COVID nineteen, the musical. Um, we, you yeah. see, I became I I didn't feel great on I think it was the seventh or the eighth of March. Oh, it was a yeah. Sunday, right. and I had this. I went to the shops that morning, and right. uh, and I came back. And I was just sitting there and I was just doing a bit of work on the laptop. I just had this temperature. And I was thinking, 
I imagine in this? And I even got had a bit of a shiver at one point. <coughs> and then I kind of thought, nah, nah. I just, you know, maybe I'm being a bit psychosomatic, as they say. Then I started getting this little sore throat. Right. I was like, what? And, um, and it just kind of sort of, es- well, I won't say it escalated, but... And that evening, I, I, saw, I saw my dad now, and he's fine, thank God. But I kind of said to him, you know, I don't think I'll come in tomorrow, just, just in case. And then that woke up the next day, just had this temperature, felt kind of a bit wobbly. And I had like, sort of my chest was a bit congested, you know, like sort of a chest infection coming on. Now, I won't bore you with the whole thing, but that, just for the next two weeks or so, I kind of felt like that. Yeah. So, so I didn't go in, but the that was a Sunday, and on the Friday, two days beforehand, I was in college, and um, and I said, you know what I'm gonna do? And I said, I'm gonna go to then to Dundrum, and I'm gonna go and see Call of the Wild. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so prior to you feeling ill, you went to see Harrison Ford's Call of the yeah. Wild. Yeah. Okay. Went to see that. So I went in. It was big half four shown and uh, it was in the po- kind of posh cinema and I kind of thought oh, daddy I might have it to myself that place is big the third full like you know it's good yeah. good showing at it and um, yeah it was kind of very forgettable really the film but um, that's your go- that's kind of my review it's kind of it's interesting because I thought this the first half it was going to be him with the dog and it's not it's the second half. What's and the first half? He kind of meets the dog in the first few minutes, but then they get separated. Or they, there's no relationship there to begin with. It's just a dog. What is it? He just, oh, I don't know. He gets kidnapped and then he gets, goes part of the post office or something. And he becomes a pack of dogs dragging the, the post across America and through the, the wilderness and the sort of the ice and the snow. Wells Fargo or something, was it? Kind of thing, yeah. Mm. And then eventually, and Harrison's kind of living on his own because his son uh, died. And I mean, even the first first time you see Harrison, he's just got his kind of back to the camera and he's writing this letter and you hear his voice over talking like that. And and just this solitary tear coming down his side of his cheek. I mean, brilliant acting. <laughs> and no, seriously, like great acting. And he's giving it socks. Ah, lovely. Good and, to hear. Um, but it's just, you know, and then he finally meets him and and uh, they kind of go on an adventure, which isn't really that adventurous. And um, yeah, it's all right. You know, yeah. the best thing, I tell you what was the best thing, there's a scene where he's swimming in it. And even I, I'm sitting there looking at this man who's in his late 70s going, holy God, he was built <laughs> like a brick. Just, and I was watching Temple of Doom the other night and he looked better than he did in Temple of Doom. He was just, just blatant, kind of. This man, I mean, he, he was being exploited, I think, to be honest with you. You reckon? Yeah, I think they wrote that scene in just so you get his kid off. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fantastic. The old man won't read the, the contract. Oh, it's fantastic looking, I tell you. Yeah. Great, yeah. great pecs. Well, but, he's, um, he's, yeah, he's a handsome man. He did, and he looked a bit like Richard Kimball. 
from the future. Yeah, yeah. That's... It's hard when you've got the beard on. It's hard to kind of place him. You yeah. could have said it was made a year after the fugitive, and you'd probably because <laughs> he had the beard on, you know. But it was just like the problem with it is the dog. The dog is CGI, and it looks crap. Yeah, it has weird eyes. Yeah, and also just there's other dogs in it that are CGI that actually have a little bit more character to them. And you just and there's moments between them where it's supposed to be very you know lovable and all that, and it just doesn't. Just feels a bit forced. Yeah, and there just isn't that chemistry there, you know. That and it's a shame, really, because you know had they actually managed it to get a dog, you could act, and I'm sure they could have. Um, well, he said something about that, didn't he? He said we didn't want to put a dog under pressure or animal rights and all that, so that's why we went to CG route as if he had that to do it but um that's, yeah, that I, was I, could, a, I can imagine him signing on to do a picture where there'd be some dog handler off the corner going you know billy here boy here boy you know and take seven you know like i just i don't think so strangely enough that he would have been into that harrison no you no know, they'd still be shooting it now probably <laughs> so i say that's probably why they did the cgi yeah, he wants to be home by five o'clock. He's not That's it. I mean, there's no way he would have put up with that. So, um, sorry, Harris, we'll kinda... just go back to your trailer there. We just yeah. need, we need to go find a dog. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> They'd probably have reared about six puppies and had all standings. It's probably what they would have done. Um, but it was just, I mean, it's a real kind of like it's not a Disney picture, but it is like a. It's like something you'd see in on a Sunday afternoon on, on RTE. You know, it kind of has that sort of very mild, meek kind of storytelling, you know, where, well. Yeah. Something. Yeah, and I'm not too crazy about that. And even they go out into the wilderness <laughs> and kind of like, yeah, whatever. Just not really. Um, but there's an interesting thing in it about the dog. The dog, there's an insinuation that the dog is kind of, uh, comes from like a wolf background and he's kind of more of a wolf than a dog and and that's kind of where the whole call of the wild comes from um it's kind of interesting but it doesn't really i don't know it doesn't really sit very well in the picture you know it seems a bit kind of um yeah it doesn't really it's probably left over from the book though i'd say it is i'd say it is but it just does yeah like it's a good picture but it just doesn't just a little bit too simple and a bit too not that deep. Yeah. And you know, shame really. But there you go, that's my That's your tuppence. That's that's my review. to see him though it is good it's always good to see Harrison Ford on the same big screen as well him. at least you got to see it on the big screen though that's that's what I'm about to talk about yeah because I, I went very, to see huh you're very annoyed about not going to see it weren't you I was waiting months for this film months and the um I was down in Waterford with my in-laws and there we go playing game yeah yeah <laughs> And um, my wife said to me, I'm going to stay down for a couple more days. 
you go back Sunday because I'd work on Monday. And I was thinking, okay, great. Booked at the, I knew Call of the Wild was out. So I, and, I, and I know people aren't that mad about going to see daft films with Harrison Ford. So I said, I'm going to go see this one by myself. Mm. Um, Sunday evening, sitting in the cinema. It would perfect. Oh. Absolutely perfect. Oh. Uh, looked up the cinema times. I thought I was seeing things because it was, it was only a couple of weeks after it came out. Mm. And I was looking at it going, uh, okay. Did I actually refreshed it a few times. And anyway, long story short. That's a real sign of desperation, isn't it? <laughs> when you're refreshing it. Just in case they got it wrong. We're calling the wild. <laughs> you're giving out, the laptop and I'll bang him. Yeah. <laughs> it down to the man to be fixed. Man, it must be the microscopes. So, so They're not able to read it. Call of the Wild times. Call of the Wild is not showing up in the no, cinema listings. This laptop and bringing it back to me. And you wiped that laptop. Anyway, it wasn't on. It was gone out of cinema. Well, the cinema I wanted to go see. Yeah, and there we go. Go on. Well, why didn't you go and see it elsewhere? Well, I was going to, but it was only it was on. This is the hot thing again, is it? Go on. But it was only showing in, uh, let's call them suburban cinemas and i'm based okay. i'm based closer to the city than that i just in the would nearest... this be a suburban cinema that you'd usually go no. to every wednesday wasn't one of those cinemas was it i don't think it was still on in dundrum and actually mm. no i think it might it was dundrum um what's the one up in is it swords or somewhere has one all right Liffey Valley was shown it. Yeah. I think Dundrum as well, but it, it, the couple of days that I could go see it, it wasn't playing because the Sunday thing didn't work out anyway. So I was thinking, I'll get, I'll get to it later on in the week somewhere. But then it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it was a disaster. And they, 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 they pulled this classic, this absolute classic from the cinema after about 13 days mm. when all the rubbish that they leave in the cinema for months. So anyway, I missed it in the cinema, and well, I was surprised actually that, like I said, the cinema was was quite it wasn't full. It was about a third full, but it was quite a boisterous young crowd at it. So I was quite surprised. Yeah, I thought yeah. I'd be there on my own. I was a bit disappointed when everyone else started coming in. To be honest with you, but... yeah, I, I hate when that happens. And I kind of thought it was a good time, and who would want to go and see a film? <laughs> this crap, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yet, a lot of people seem to. <laughs> Everyone's thinking the same thing. Yeah. Nobody in this cinema. Nobody. Who in their right mind? Okay. But, um, and I went to see another picture, actually. I think the week before that. Okay. See, I was getting into a stride. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I went, to see, I went to see that David Copperfield one. Um, yeah, the, yeah, okay. I don't know what it's called. It's a long-winded one. And uh, that was okay. I was only, there was only two of us in the cinema, myself and this other complete stranger. Yeah. So I saw that in Liffey Valley one more. The bit half nine was on. Why did you so, go out to Liffey Valley? Because it wasn't on anywhere else. Oh, so you're determined. I kind of wanted to see it, yeah. Mm. So, personal um, history of David Copperfield. Um, that's it. <laughs> so Armando Iannucci. He's the that's right, yeah. Interesting uh, director, actually. Good visual director. Um, 
it was good, but I wasn't. It was, I don't know, not a great um, Charles, isn't it Charles Dickens? Yeah. Yeah, Charles Dickens. Well, yeah. uh, Inucci did, um, do you remember the, was it Saturday Night or Missed This? Or, or, That's right, yeah. I was watching a bit of that there a few weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That was pretty funny, but he did, he worked with, um, what's his name? Partridge. That's right, Steve Coogan, yeah. Yeah, those stuff with him. Hmm. So was it? It was a kind of nod, wink, polit- political, and all this kind of stuff. No, no, no. It was yeah. very uh, genuine. I've never read the book, but it was very. It was done with a lot of spirit. It was a good cast, and it. Hugh <laughs> Laurie's in it, and Peter Capaldi, and um, some nice moments in it. I kind of I liked it because it was. It kind of it didn't it, films like that don't really date in terms of it. It could have been made in the eighties, let's say, or something like that. You know what I mean? It's sort of. Uh, yeah. And I like that about it. <clears throat> like, I tell you the funny, and it's coming back to me now, I haven't really thought about it. There's a young kid in it who plays David Copperfield for the first 20 minutes. And he was deadly. And then he suddenly, they flash forward whatever, 15 years, and he's the older David Copperfield, who's, who's the, the actor, I don't know the chap's name. Oh, it's dead. I much, I much, much prefer the kid, to be honest with you. He was really good. He was, you know, just very watchable. And he just, it was interesting watching it with him, whether the other guy, he's a fine actor, but he's a bit, gets a bit boring after a while, I have to say. So, so there so you go. Just, they just done a, uh, the whole film with your man. The kid, yeah. The young kid. He's disappointed. Disappointed. Like the kind of the first five, ten minutes actually very funny. There was a real wit to it. And I thought, oh god, this could be really this could be funny in a different way, you know? And uh, it just didn't keep it going. But um I, I yeah, love that sorry, go on. No, no, go on. No, I love when that happens in the cinema and it's it's ultimately disappointing, but when it does happen, when you think oh, this film is gonna be good, this is going to be yeah. I love that feeling because you're there going, no. oh, my, oh my God, I'm actually watching yeah. a masterpiece. And then it kind of doesn't happen, but you're like, no, that, no. Was, oh, that was a pity. But like I did it feel keep, good. It keeps changing the picture, which is kind of good, but it, it sort of goes into different subplots and stories that aren't as good and <laughs> a little bit of tedium sets in. And then there's this other subplot involving some woman who runs off with his friend and it just feels a bit, you know, what's that about? What, what's the relevance of that? You know, it's really of no relevance to the main character. You know, it's kind of odd storytelling, you know. And I wouldn't say odd, but I suppose today's storytelling is a little bit more, um, I don't know, linear, linear and to the point. It's, um, yeah, anyway. Oh, you're, you're liking your literary adaptions, aren't you? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's... Doesn't t- it takes longer to read the book? So I suppose going to the pictures, kind of yeah. What I want to read, or wouldn't I? Don't know. I had that yeah. experience though with um, thinking I was about to watch. It's always about forty minutes in, and you go, "Oh, this is gonna be good." And, what is uh, it? it? That was happened to me with Ad Astra. Remember, I was telling you about that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought about yeah about forty five fifty minutes in. I was like, I think this is actually going to be. One of the greatest films I've ever seen ever. in my life, ever, because it had that just big feel to it, that kind of 
massive thing, like life kind of feel to it. But yeah. um, no, wasn't. It was, it was all wasn't right. enough. Yeah. I thought you were impressed with it. I thought you. No, said I did. Was... I did like it a lot, but th- I liked it a lot, uh, knowing that it's very, very flawed and that it's there are parts in it that are really dumb. Where, whereas, you know, the masterpiece where you walk out and you go, that was just every single second of that. I didn't want it to end. I thought it was going to be one of those ones. Oh, sorry about that. No, it's okay. I'm really sorry. Well, I tell you what else I saw. I had it was on the TV. Yeah. Have you ever seen Saturday Night Fever? No, I saw it was on the telly. I was going to watch it, but I didn't. You'd watch it. Because I know everybody, everybody gritty, thinks it's, you know, people dancing and throwing the moves. But it, and the version I saw, like we used to have it on video and it was... Was the, I didn't really know it at the time. It was the PG version. Because the actual 18s, I mean, the language in it, even I was blushing. Yeah. And it was, you know, and then I, I mean, I, I was thinking back to the VHS version and thinking, God, that's some of the best, you know, editing I think I've ever seen in a picture, you know, like, and I'm blotting out the, like at one point in the, the, the kids' friendly version, the girl is shouting at them, you fakers. Now, obviously, she doesn't say that in the 18th verse. But, um, yeah, just stuff like that. You fakers, that's what she says, isn't it? She says, she fa- yeah, she says something else. <laughs> but uh, they managed to get away with it, though, in, in the PG. But the 18th version is, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, even for 1977, and there's some words in it that you, you, you would never have heard before back then. Yeah. It's it is it does it has that reputation as kind of a disco fun time film, but it's actually quite gritty and it's quite uh, yeah. you know real. And I tell you what's interesting because the characters in it, like even Travolta's character, you like him, but he does things and he has an attitude to even to women that actually isn't. Mm. Certainly, you wouldn't stand up to today. But yet it doesn't, and even his friends in it, his friends are, on the one hand, they're, they're a bit of crack, but actually they're kind of homophobic, they're a bit racist. You know, again, their attitude to women isn't the best, but so it's, it, it, it's a peculiar kind of, um, you know, conflict there as to whether, should I be rooting for these guys? Should I not yeah. be? You know, and it's... I like so that. Yeah, and it is like it's very challenging, and um, but it's I I noticed this years ago about it that all the characters in the picture are all a kind of a they're a reflection of Travolta's character and and which way his life might go. So you have the brother who goes off to be the priest. and then he he comes back and he's after giving up the priesthood, and the parents are absolutely mortified about this and and that's that's the person who did what his parents wanted him to do you know yeah and then you have other people who just you know his friends one of them sort of i won't spoil it but just they're all a, 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 they all represent a sort of different path in life that doesn't always work out or whatever and and even the the, the girl entity we it's never a full-blown romance 
but she's kind of she's come from the same area as he has but she's in manhattan and she's kind of working for a kind of a as a secretary and whenever she's talking to him, she's gone on i you know came into the office today warren Beatty and all this and she's trying to be very sophisticated and you learn a few things about her and it's just really good it's really good but even i was watching the because i've seen it plenty of times but i was actually watching it the other night when it was on and the two of them are having coffee not coffee coffee and um she's talking about you know you know you know came is zeffirelli's uh romeo and juliet and zeffirelli is franco zeffirelli a sort of well-known director and and John Travolta says, oh, yeah, they didn't, didn't Shakespeare write that? And she goes, no, no, Seferelli. Seferelli wrote it, not Shakespeare, you know. And just little things like that. You know, she's trying to be make herself look really intelligent. And us, the audience, are listening to this kind of, this woman hasn't a clue, you know. So yeah. it's, uh, it's in, you should watch it. I know, it's on, it's, it's on my list. It's um, You really, before I go there, the cinema, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I saw it was on the TV. I was all prepared, mm. but I think it. I think it had already started, and uh, and I didn't bother trying to find it on uh, DVR. <clears throat> yeah, you should. Mm. Sure, it's really good. Yeah, and the but, making of it was on a few weeks ago, mm. and the John Badham who did the uh, the Blue Thunder and Stakeout, he directed it. He came in at the last minute. No and, way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They had another the guy who directed Rocky was going to do it, and then a couple of months he wanted to before they started shooting he wanted to change the character to an Irish character and this and that and they just kind of just fired him really and brought was, in John Badham. Was Roy Scheider in Blue Thunder? Yes, he was. Right. He was in that. Um, but yeah, now you should, yeah, and yeah, that's enough about Saturday Night Fever. But do look at. It. But you mentioned uh, Peter Capaldi earlier. Yeah. Because uh, I watched a film and he was in it. A very young Peter Capaldi. Um, local hero. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, and I, I tried to record and it didn't record for me. Ah, you see. Okay. No, I didn't see it. Go on. Uh, are you excited about seeing it? Why? No, I just want to gauge your enthusiasm for it. But this is this guy is a Bill. It's not Bill Forsyth, is it? It is, yeah. Bill. It's directed by Bill Forsyth, and it's um, uh, Wedge is in it. Wedge Antilles. All oh, right. Dennis Lawson, the man, the the great pilot himself. Um, Bert Lancaster. Lan- yeah, yeah, Bert Lancaster's playing that, playing Bert Lancaster. You know that kind of kind of. Wistful, yeah. mystical kind of guy, you know that kind of guy he played at the end of his career, the kind of yeah. wise, the wise owl kind of looking into the sky. Well, he literally looks into the sky in this one, but he's always kind of doling out little, little bits of advice <laughs> here and there. Um, but it's uh, it's very subtle, and if you're not mm. subtle, then it's not going to work. And I, I didn't really, it didn't really excite me. I, I thought it was okay. It's memorable it, in a way, but it's, it's not. Twee, a, is it? It's, it's probably a bit twee, but for me, there was nobody in it to, to root for. Hmm. Like there's the, there's the American guy who's gone over to, for anyone who doesn't know the story, he's gone over to, to Scotland to buy up 
the town because they want to use it to to want to buy up the the oil and gas in the area, so they want to yeah. hoover up the town and bring in the the rigs and all that. And your man, naturally enough, he gradually falls in love with the town and the people and that kind of stuff. But uh, there's no point where you're actually really against them or for them. And there's mm-hmm. no point where you're against the people. The people aren't very hostile to them. And then they're not super nice to them. It's just kind of like, it's almost like, like real life. It's just a man arrives in town and does some business and then leaves, but he likes the town. Um, so there's no real... As I said, it's subtle. Maybe if you rewatch it, there's lots going on. But it just seems everyone's everyone's kind of wants the deal to be done, and then you're like, "But where's the? There's no conflict. There's nobody fighting for the town, or there's nobody yeah. saying, oh, well, the oil is actually good for the area.' Or, you know, there's nobody. There's no loggerheads, or yeah, and." In the end, I'm kind of going, I don't care about any of them. Mm. I don't care if he stays. I don't care if he goes. I don't care if the town is sold. I don't care if Bert Lancaster if he gets what he wants. Um, so, there you go. Right, a very uh, lot of apathy there. Mm. That's that's in the film. I got that from the film. I just felt like... Local apathy. Local apathy. It's nice to see Dennis Lawson without a, a helmet on. That's the only reason you watched that film, isn't it? No, I didn't realise he was in it until the credits came up. Nah. True. Swear to God. Subliminally, I think you did. What? Sub- subliminally, I think you did. Subconsciously, you did. Yeah. Anyway, I'm downloading it. I've just downloaded it. <laughs> Go Legally, I hope. Legally, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course but I was um, on a bit of a Burt Lancaster... Um, well, I tell you a quick story about Burt Lancaster and that oh, movie. I, uh, it's not really much of a story, but I think Local Hero is, um, I think David Putman produced it. Do you know who he is? He did, uh, he did a lot of British films. Charity, charity. Yeah, he's a big shop British kind of producer. <laughs> charity, of, charity of Fire. Yeah, and then he went and he charity ran Sony, what? Sony Studios. He ran Sony Studios and tried to sort of uh, cut down money and... Had a bit of a run in with Bill Cosby and all. But um but he was talking about that that I think Bert Lancaster charged him a million dollars or a million pounds to be in local hero. Right. And they were kind of like, Yeah, do we really want to pay this much money? And do you remember when I think I don't think Bert Lancaster's in it that much as you're saying, is he? No, no it's it's a, a oh it's supporting role. It's what it's well down the list. Well down the, the credits. There you do. But um, yeah, but he said like they were a bit iffy about him. Do he really is he worth a million quid? And he said like he turned up, did the role, and he just did it brilliantly. Yeah. And they just said it was, it was worth it. You know, it was worth. It. He could understand the whole notion of star power. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Burt Lancaster, you know, real, real class act. Yeah, I was watching him in um. The OK Corral. Gunfight at the OK Corral. Yeah. Him and Kirk Douglas. There's a couple of scene stealers. <laughs> scene chewers. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas loved stealing the scene, didn't he? His loved, chin. He loved yeah. overacting. Loved getting into the room. I'd love to, I'd love to see more of his movies, actually, I must say. 
I have never been a huge fan, but yeah, I'd like I'd like to see. Watch Ace oh. in the Hole. That's really good. What's that? Is that about the kid who falls down the hole? I'm not being smart now. Yep. Is it? Yep. It's the yeah, one. That's... It's the one. There's this episode of The Simpsons based on it where it's not a kid. It's a it's a man gets trapped underneath the a mine. Hmm. And there's this uh, Kirk Douglas is a newspaper man, and he arrives down to, to report on it. And he's he's an alcoholic, and he's kind of mm. washed, washed up and all that. And he wants a good story to get him back in the big papers. And so he pushes someone in a hole, does he? <laughs> oh yeah. He finds out because there's a kind of a bit of a media circus down there, and he finds mm. out that there's actually two ways into the place, and he knows that there's a way, a quick way that they can actually get him out real quick way Shady. but he doesn't tell anyone and he keeps it going yeah. so that the guys are trying to get in at him another way and yeah. he, he keeps reporting on us and all that. that's it's really good it, 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 mm. it, it goes for the juggler like it's it's a good film it's made in the 50s yeah. as well i know and i like that kind of yeah. i was watching uh did you ever see narrow margin narrow mansion margin Margin, M A R G I. No, no. It's set on a train, and it's this guy trying to get this witness uh, to the courthouse or something, and and the, the mob are trying to get him to hand over the, the witness without a turn of the violence. It's just, I only caught the, the last half of it, but it's really good. Again, it was 1950s. I don't know who the lead actor is, never seen him before, but real down to earth, not a very sophisticated way yeah. about him. But a real good. It's just you know, it's, it's that kind of lean sort of storytelling and just. Where did they everything. get these guys back then? They, they look like they just came in from the work and doing a day's work, and then they were acting. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Tough guys, but sensitive. That was really weird. Mm. And you look at them, and you probably think, "God, he must be in his forties, and they're probably only about twenty six <laughs> or twenty seven. It's just like that. That yeah, was they, just kind of the genetic makeup back then. They were lived in. Their bodies, they, they, they... Yeah, they were sort of battered. Mm. Um, but that that's a good one, yeah. So I keep an eye out for that. That's on the Sony Movie Channel. We're not... Oh, um, I like I like that channel. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. So it just, they have some good old flicks on it. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, I just looked up a picture of him. He does have a, a fine chin. He had a bit. Of, he had a bit of a row with. Uh, he used to have a bit of a row with. Uh, what's his name? John Wayne. But. Um, oh, they didn't like each other, didn't they? No. No. He's on. He's on one of those. Th- Dick Cavett. Did you ever hear Dick Cavett? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's on. He's look him up because he's he's on that and talking about him. Um, talking about John Wayne. That's uh, worth a, a butcher's. They they came from different political. Beliefs, isn't it? That'd be fair to say. Mm. He mm. spoke highly of him professionally, though, didn't he? He thought he, he was. He did a... actually no, and he did say that. He said, "Look, you know, just just personally, I can't remember what the ray was about. I don't know what it was about, but it was probably yeah. about probably an arm wrestling match that went wrong or something like that. Like you know those those guys. Yeah. I know they were all into that back then. Did you see that video? Have you ever seen the video of Christopher Reeve talking about Marlon Brando to David Letterman? No. Ah, it's it's about three minutes long, and he's basically saying that um, it's after Superman came out. Ah, and he's talking about how Marlon Brando is like he's saying he, he could be 
a real leader and a real light and a real a great right. actor, but he's he's like he he phones it in all the time now, and it's, he's like he's saying oh, he's so no. disappointed. But he's he's so so classy in doing it. He's just it's, he's just being honest and saying this is what I think. Well, when I'm, was that? It wasn't the first Superman movie. Must been. I think it was the first one. Superman but David Letterman wasn't around then. 78, 78. 78. Oh, so probably it was probably the early 80s. Then. Yeah. I always, I always think he was kind of classy. And then it, the way he's basically, if you want to be mean about it, you could say he's, he's kind of slagging someone off in public, but it doesn't come across like that. He's, he's, it's, it's almost like he's trying to help him. <laughs> he's, he's, trying to be, <laughs> he's trying to be Superman, trying to rescue him. Um, he doesn't turn to the camera at one point, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what he, uh, he says to David Adam, he goes, I, I'd say this to his face. I'm not, I'm not trying to, Amy. I'm not going behind his back here. I'd say it to him. If we, if we meet up again, I'll say it to him. God. For Superman I mean, 5, yeah. He was great, though, wasn't he, Chris Reeve? He was, except in, uh, did you see Village of the Damned? Did you get me text? No, I didn't watch Village of the Damned. John Carpenter movie, a remake about this. It's a good, the original is quite good about these, this village in England where, I think it's in England, yeah, where these kids, us and all these kids with white hair. Yeah. And they all have kind of psychic powers. Well, they remade it anyway, and you've got like Chris Reeve, Kirsty Alley, and uh, your woman from Crocodile Dundee, and uh, Mark, Mark Hamill. As a pre, no way. You see, yeah, <laughs> with a serious haircut, hairdo going on, and um, yeah. So it's I I got through half, and I said, oh, I just can't. Oh, can't it's, not that, it's not bad, is it? Yeah, I just wasn't. I just wasn't really. No, weren't no. feeling. It wasn't really. Now I have to say that feeling. No. Yeah. But, uh, well, I do want to. I want to see uh, somewhere in time. I want to have. A, I want to check that. Have you out. never seen that? No. No, that's a Chris Reeve movie, isn't it? That's uh, your favorite, isn't it? Uh, Plumber. Yeah, Plumber, I like Christopher Plummer. Coming off the back of Hanover Street. Um, big hit. Big hit that it was. Like with Leslie, what was her name Leslie Ann Dow? Is it or Leslie? Yeah, she played a great uh, old style. Damsel. Act, act, damsel actress. You feel like she's actually from the 40s or 50s in that film. Terrible picture, though, isn't it? Hanover Street. Yeah. Is it that bad? I'll go on. Well, some of the dialogue is. And yeah, and here's, here's a nice little tile. Who directed Hanover Street? Peter Heim. Who directed the remake of Narrow Margin? Peter Hyde. And Gene Hackman is, is in the remake of uh, Narrow Margin. He's in the conversation. He was. He was in the mix, yeah. But he's, he's in the Narrow Margin. And uh, so there you go. And who else is in it? In Narrow Margin? Yeah, well, I think she's in it. Is she in it? Oh, is she in it? Okay. Um, but I, just, think, uh, I think Harrison's wife is it. Harrison's wife from Patriot Games is in it. Oh, apparently they didn't didn't like each other. Oh no way! Yeah. Didn't didn't get hey, on too you well. Where did that? Who told you that? <laughs> I read it. I read it somewhere. <laughs> All right. I don't think they clicked chemistry wise. Something like that. She's not in it that much. I mean, no, she's not in it that much. But I did. Um, 
was thinking about something the other day. I was watching the. Oh yeah, I watched. Speaking of old movies, I watched Cape Fear, the original. All right. And it's 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 quite dark actually. It's, again, these these old films. You think you have it in your head that films made in the fifties and well forties and fifties. There's kind of a, that code is is over them, so they they can't go into real dark stuff. But they oh, actually yeah. do. Yeah, they kind of yeah, but they actually do. They go like they, they do some real. It's old, but it's in 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 good filmmaking ways. It's 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 implied heavily, or it's you know it's it's, mm. it's kind of done in a way that you go to the a feeling as opposed to being shown. Um, mm. And Cape Fear has um, um, Gregory Peck versus uh, Mitchum. Yeah, Robert Mitchum. He was a great villain, but um, there's a couple of scenes dealers. Yeah, <laughs> no, they don't think they're going on either. But um, <laughs> but um, it's a good film. It, it it's I don't think it's dated. I think it's just no, it's fine. I mean, it's 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 not not a bad movie. It probably it's it doesn't stand up because just that. Probably the style of it in terms of the, the filmmaking just has changed a bit. Well, a, a thr- it was a thriller. You could feel it was a big thriller back then, but it's 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 times it's a little bit slow. All right, but, but the end the end is quite. That, God, that's a bit mad now. The the, the, the proper fisty cuss at the end. Hmm. Um, but I was reading about because I saw both. Cape Fears on the TV, and I was like, "Oh, which one will I watch?" So I decided to watch the the, the original first. And I watched it. Good, the, good. Yeah, I watched the remake the, some other night. But <clears throat> to put a bonus, uh, bring it back to the start. Do you know who De Niro wants to play the the lawyer that's uh, Nick Nolte ended up playing? Do you know who De Niro no wants? No, do you know? Do you know what? Oh, I thought you said he wanted to play it. Sorry, no. De Niro wanted somebody to play the lawyer. Al Pacino. But they got Nick Nolte in the end. Who did they want? Harrison Ford. <laughs> Harrison Ford. No way. Yeah, and he was, he was trying to convince him for months to do it, and Harrison Ford eventually said no. Ah. Oh, that's, um, yeah, I could see him in that. You could see him in it, couldn't you? He's never worked, yeah, he was, he's never worked at Scorsese, yeah. Or... But he has done Coppola, all right, yeah. But he's never worked with Scorsese. So that was 90, 1991, 92, was it, around then? Mm. See, so he, he had his eye on the, the Sabrina remake or something, did he? God, he was holding himself up. With yeah. Greg yeah. i tell you what I saw. Well, i tell you what I saw, what I really, really saw. I saw, you should look at his Boys Don't Cry. Did I talk about that? No. Oh, that's the film with... Um... The Hillary, um, Hillary Swank. Swank, yeah, that's a, that's a serious. That's a movie. real '90s movie. That's a real kind of indie, ninth American indie. Movie. Yeah, and it's '99. I thought it was. I was a bit disappointed. I thought it was earlier than that. I was kind of hoping it was '93 or so, you know. But and that actor's in it. I, I always get Skarsgård, or I don't know what his name is. Mm. He's in Peter um, Peter Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah, and he's really good in it actually. It's quite. And scary. again, that's. A, yeah, he is. Have you seen it? I have, yeah, I've seen it. Oh, sorry, I beg your pardon. Sorry. I saw I saw it in the cinema when it came out. Did you? You didn't miss that, no? <laughs> Big no. Hillary Swank fan, you said, listen, i got to go and see this. Well, i tell you what the best part was. 
in the film. And mm. I I had just been getting into the band and I was watching Boys Don't Cry in the cinema and there's a, there's a lovely scene in the cinema where they kind of drive off to it a third or halfway in. Mm. And what comes over the soundtrack? Only Leonard Skinner's Tuesday's Gone. I was just like, oh. okay. And it's in a gr- lovely, uh, from what I remember, it's in a nice part of the movie before it gets yeah. very dark. I thought, oh, this is See, good. That, that, that's not a movie. The storytelling is weird. Like, I couldn't figure out he's, or here, Hilary Swang's characters. She seems to take a shine to the blonde haired girl who was in Roseanne. And then she's staying in her house. And I thought, is this a romance developing? And then she's off trying to court the other one. And yeah, yeah. Kind of odd sort of stuff like that. And it's, I'm always fascinated by that. Just what was the thinking and why did they do that? And oh, well, it's, it's, uh, it's based on a true story. Oh, you know that, don't you? Mm. Yeah. I wasn't 100% sure. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Based on yeah. a true story. So, But yeah, that's, that's a film I've, I've always threatened myself to rewatch it. You want to rewatch that all? You stand in front of the mirror, do you? <laughs> Listen, fat enough of this. Yeah. Yeah, do you ever do that? Do you ever stand in front of the mirror and <laughs> to Watch. Not really. I just put it on the schedule planner. It's just. You can download it. It's on. You can download it. I know. That's what I mean. I keep flicking by going, well, yeah, is. Is tonight the night? I know. Then I go, then I go no, no. I know, I'm fussy like that as well. Yeah. yeah. Trying to catch up on things. I've never seen Blue Velvet, actually. Have you seen yeah, that? no. And I, I don't know if I want to. A friend of mine said something about some movies. He said, there's, there's some movies out there, and I I want to have seen them, but I don't yeah. want to watch them. Yo, I love that. There's yeah. This. Oh, write that down. <laughs> write that down. So, um, and there's a, there is a lot of movies like that. Yeah, I, I have this aversion to watching Men in Black. I just, I will never watch a Men in Black movie. I just don't know what it is. Just, no. Yeah, uh, you're not missing them. No, I know. I just, no, disposable 90s rubbish. No, thanks. It's, no, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty ordinary. Hmm. I don't know why I don't know why I got all the good reviews. I just thought it was kind of st- stupid and goofy and it's, yeah, you're right, it's very nineties. Kind of yeah. loves itself. Very, very happy with itself. Well it's fair play to it for that, but I just don't want to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I just don't really want to see it. So so I won't be doing that. Will we wrap it up there? Yeah, we'll put a bow on it. Put a bonus. Um, so that was the very first um, sidetracks, sidetracked. Off track. Off track. I don't know. Better figure that one out. Yeah. Put up and yeah. Well, you anyway, say stick it on Twitter. We'll pop this up on, on, on the podcast machine and um, it'll probably be out on the radio as well, but uh, never mind that. Listen to the podcast. Yeah, and uh, we'll try and keep you entertained every week. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, no, sure, we'll sign off and we'll, we'll do this again within the next seven days. Oh, I like it. It's great. Okay. Do you ever listen yeah. to that podcast and they go, 
See you next time. They don't say see you next Tuesday or see you next Wednesday or yeah. see you next Thursday. But that's the way to have it, I think. Yeah. I, think. I, I kind of like putting on the radio going, well, we'll be right back here next week on Wednesday night. Do you remember those days? No, I do. And they'll be back. <laughs> they, will, they will be back. Eventually. Um, so, uh, and then, yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, we're, we are where we are. Exactly. And, uh, We'll get through this by the power of technology. And, uh, Lovely. Okay. Uh, tracks929 at gmail.com if anyone wants to contact us. And we'll see you within seven days. Good night. Good night.